PJ in the Kirimura office. Are you in? Can you hear me? Oh, coming through loud and clear. Can hear you now, yes. Good stuff. PJ in the Fowlis office. Can you hear me? Roger that, Gaffer. I can hear you loud and clear Good also. Good stuff. I'm in Fife just now. Riviera. How's the weather in Fowlis? It's a bit, bit grey and a bit cool for weather the spring day. Kirimura. Similar, similar to Fowlis. Well, it's lovely and sunny and hot in Fife. The Riviera. In any case, yeah, nice. Join on Count of Sin, Jack. I'll count of Sin, yep. A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Welcome to the Blackadder's Employment Team podcast, where you have your very own employment lawyer in your pocket. This podcast is intended for managers and business owners and aims to keep you on the straight and narrow with your staff. This is our The Law Behind the Headlines season. We take a look at the stories which are making the headlines and ask ourselves, is this case for real? How did the employer get away with that? And crucially, what is the law behind the headlines? The big question, the law behind the headlines. Okay, so, sponsorship. This episode is brought to you by the thepodcasthost.com, the ultimate podcast resource on the web. They can help you with anything podcast related, from planning and launching your show to equipment and editing, growing an audience and even monetizing your show. Check out their free step-by-step guide on how to start your very own podcast, which can be found at thepodcasthost.com slash start. Thanks again for the sponsorship, guys. Okay, so episode three we're on just now. Episode three, and we're welcoming along a new guest to the show this morning. Welcome along, Ruth Weir. Hi, guys. How are you getting on today? Um, Good, yeah. Good. Glad to be back in the podcast seat. Good. So you've picked the headline, haven't you, today? I have indeed. Yep, picked this headline. It relates to a disciplinary tribunal of an English solicitor, so maybe a bit close to home, but hasten, nothing <laughs> involving any Blackadder staff. <laughs> okay. Headline is, junior lawyer suspended over email sent in moment of blind panic. Ooh, that's sensational. Isn't it? So junior lawyer suspended over an email sent in blind panic. Talk to his case then, Ruth. Okay, so the solicitor, Miss Whelan, was newly qualified solicitor and she was working on an employment tribunal where they were representing the defendant employer. As part of the tribunal requirement, she needed to prepare and send a bundle of medical evidence on behalf of her client to the claimant. She had a deadline to do that by and on the last day, sent over an email with the bundle of medical evidence and a personal statement that was needed. But the employment was, uh, the email, sorry, was addressed to the wrong recipient um, and went to somebody completely unrelated to the case. Oh no. So junior lawyer, four months qualified. Yes. Deadline to meet. And she sends it to the wrong email address. What happened next then, Ruth? So the next day, the claimant, who should have got the email, contacted her and asked, where's my bundle? Where's the bundle? And the panic starts to set in at this (laughs) point. And she has a look, realised that the bundle had actually been sent out, but had gone to the wrong person. So she responded saying, oh, it was sent, um, but it must have been caught by the firewall because of the size of the email. That's a lie, isn't it? That's a porky pie, isn't it? That's bad, isn't it? I know. For any of you. 
it's a human error. We all make those mistakes. In the last month, I've received two emails that weren't intended for me. Okay. Not sent by me. No, no, both, <laughs> okay. both from people who were external to Blackadders. Okay, right, okay. But it's bad thing to lie about it and say, yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, that's the part which I think is pretty deceitful, some would mm-hmm. say. So, I mean, I think, to be fair to her, when she realises that she's made that mistake, tried to recall the initial email and contacted the mistaken recipient to say, shouldn't have got this, please delete it. And then very quickly went to report the breach to her HR team and apologised for sending the second misleading email where she tried to cover it up a little bit. Um, And she just had this moment of madness and and essentially lied in blind panic and went through the internal processes. The employer law firm reported it to the ICO because it was a data breach Uh and also then went through a disciplinary process with her and reported it to the solicitor's regulatory authority who govern um, solicitors down in England. Um, so this decision was just their tribunal that they'd had from that. Okay, so this case concerns this panel, that tribunal? Yes, yes. that's correct. Okay, so let's talk about the facts. So as was said, she was newly qualified, only four months post-qualified experience, heavy caseload, or so mm-hmm. she says, other things happening in her personal life. Yep. Yeah. Yep, she was under acute stress when she sent the email Mm-hmm. Half the emails I send, I'm under. Uh, anyway, <laughs> moving on. But um, it was also an isolated incident, and she immediately took responsibility for it, and she also showed remorse. Yes, mm-hmm. important remorse and reflection too. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think in her reporting it to the employer, she'd also um, said that the misleading email admitted that she'd done it Mm -hmm. but she was trying to buy herself a bit of time to speak to somebody within the firm to see how she should deal with it because it was a a kind of claimant that was looking for the bundle so dishonest but not maliciously dishonest i suppose that is that is sneaky that's very sneaky to say that (laughs) she's clearly dishonest so i think she's been sacked for bad behavior what do you think jack Yes, well, either that or just ignored the claimant until she got her ducks in a row uh, within her own firm. Yeah, yeah. So headline is, junior lawyer suspended over email sent in moment of blind panic. Not the best headline, is it? Can you mention no. that, Ruth, do you think? Um, I just keep thinking of the madness song when I hear that she'd done it in madness. Um, <laughs> but I will save everybody the, the singing voice that I've got. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. <laughs> Jack, Jack's the one that's got the voice of an angel so, you know. <laughs> voice of an angel <laughs> dulcet tones um, but I don't know I, I was thinking on blind panic at the law firm mm-hmm. but yeah, tricky to kind of make a good headline out of that I feel but junior lawyer suspended over email sent in moment of blind panic that's what the headline says. That is what the headline says. I should be a journalist. There you go. I got the exact headline. Does what it says on the tin. Okay. What's law say then, Ruth, about this issue? Um, so I suppose there's a couple of points. Um, yes. You know, on the case itself, there's the various employment matters. Yes. But from my perspective, the big one would be the, the data breach mm-hmm. element. Mm-hmm. And I think employers of all, or controllers, um, always have to process the data in accordance with the six principles under the now UK GDPR, oh, yes, as well as the EU GDPR. Mm-hmm. Crikey, it's a minefield. Isn't it? And so the responsibility 
for the data controller, who in this case would be the law firm, they need to keep the data safe and secure and prevent any unauthorised access of or loss of personal data. So there's clearly been a data breach here because it's gone out to the wrong person. Whether or not they've looked at it, they've had the opportunity to, and and you can't confirm um, that they've not. So um, data breach there. And if you have a data breach, you've got 72 hours to uh, report that to the ICO if there's a risk to privacy, as well as the individual if there's a high risk to to privacy there. Mm. So... Given so was, that that, it, was that in time, was it, Ruth? Was that reported in time in the 72 hours? Yeah, so they reported everything in time to the, the ICO as okay. well as to the, the claimant um, because it was medical records that had gone out, so there was a, a kind of high risk there to their yeah. privacy. So yeah. they reported it to the ICO, but when the ICO had looked at it in the whole, they, they said that they wouldn't take any formal action um, you know, and, and lessons had been learned, so there wasn't really a need to do anything more there. So again, reflection remorse from Miss. What was her name? Whelan. Miss Whelan. Miss Whelan. And was that was that the employer essentially getting similar credit from the ICO because they'd taken action and, and taken steps and reported it? And yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah, that's right. That that kind of just I think being upfront about we've made a mistake, but we mm-hmm. we recognise that and we can do things do things differently. So it, it's just about having appropriate technical and organisational measures in place. Um, to protect your personal data so um, you know human error happens I think you know it happens all the time you maybe mistype an email address or um, attach the wrong document or something like that it can easily happen but it's what you do after that that becomes the important thing um, totally or get the wrong postal address (laughs) (laughs) move on let's talk about that that's uh, from your dim and distant past Jack isn't it indeed over 10 years ago it's time barred. Time barred, fine. <laughs> what happened to Laura then? Was she given a warning or a dismissal or what happened to her? So under the disciplinary uh, tribunal, the Solicitor Disciplinary Tribunal, she was suspended for six months. Um, I think it should have been a normally... A strike-off offence. Yeah, normally dishonest um, actions are a strike-off unless okay, there's right. exceptional circumstances, but the various things that we'd flagged, they thought exceptional. So mm-hmm. um, she got suspended for, for six months and a fine and the employers did go through their um, disciplinary process and and investigation and disciplinary and they gave her a first written warning okay so that makes it sensible to isn't it for the employer to do take action against miss whelan yeah so it sounds like the employer's uh, standing by her yeah and she'll come back to work after the suspension's lifted yeah so she's still employed by them but kind of not working at the moment okay Good. So, do you want to talk about the Morrison's case, um, Ruth? Yeah, so the other one, the, the other kind of data protection side that comes into that is the, the Morrison's case, um, mm-hmm. which was back and forth and finally decided last year just about the vicarious liability for data breaches. And employers will be relieved to hear that they are not vicariously liable for actions of employees if they've taken reasonable care of personal data and the use of the data is closely connected with the act the employee is authorised to do um, so that it's essentially the employee acting in the ordinary course of their employment. So pretty much if you've got a rogue employee that steals mm-hmm. data and goes kind of off piste with it, yep. employers won't be vicariously liable for that. Right, good. But if they do what's in their normal job, 
the employers would be. So in the case of this previous case, Ms Whelan, <laughs> that would be probably within the course of her employment? Yeah. Um, so the the law firm probably will have vicarious, li- vicarious liability there um, for, for that if the individual wanted to claim compensation, for example, that they're entitled to, yeah. um, or if the ICO had imposed any fine. Um, yeah. Good. Okay. Here's the headline. Miss Whelan caught wheeling and dealing. Is that good? Bad? Mm. Indifferent? It's, it's um... No, it's not good, clearly. <laughs> I think it's the best that we've come up with. <laughs> <laughs> the thing is, come on, Jack, can you beat that? No, I... Can you sing something? That's the one I was thinking of, actually. Oh, I, yeah. I had that. Yeah. It's on okay. the tip of my tongue, wheeling okay. and dealing. Okay, okay, okay. So, should we do our three takeaway tips? Tip one is perhaps related to ICO. Report a breach within 72 hours. Yep. Tip number one. Tip two, Ruth. So tip two, um, I would say have, make sure you've got policies and procedures in place um, okay. so that everybody knows what should and shouldn't be done with with data and it will cover you for, make sure your vicarious liability is, is narrowed down as much as possible. Okay, good. And tip three, who wants to take tip three? I'll take tip three. Come on, tip three, Jack. Tip three would be, um, as with everything, accept accept your limitations as a human being. Accept that errors can be made. (laughs) Going deep here. We're going right in deep. If you make a mistake, we all do. Reflect. Hold your hands up. Take a stick. Take a second, maybe speak to a senior colleague uh, oh, for a sort wow. of sounding off before hey, you hey. before you sort He's of so clever, isn't he? jump into the sort of the dishonesty, <laughs> the tapestry of dishonest behaviour, which is where a, an innocent mistake can then be potentially converted into something more sinister. Mm-hmm. And sleep. <laughs> <laughs> right, waking up now, Simon. <laughs> wake up, wake up. Right, okay, that includes that. If you like this, then please subscribe to our podcast using your normal podcast host. Yep, and uh, as always, if you would like to give us some feedback, please do, positive or negative or um, neutral as well. (laughs) Um, If you have any topics in mind that you would like to hear more about or if there are any headlines that you have spotted that we've not covered yet, please feel free to draw them to our attention and we'll be more than happy to cover them. If you want to follow Ruth, Ruth's Twitter handle is at Corp Corp. Lawyer Ruth. Yep. Do you want to spell that for us, Ruth? So C O R P L A W Y E R R U T H. Well done, Ruth. And Jack's at Employer Jack. Do you want to spell Employer Jack, Jack? I spell it every week, Simon. Come I think the punters are familiar enough now with Employer Jack. <laughs> <laughs> Fine, okay. That goes that. Cheers and cheerio. Cheers, everyone. Thanks very much.